Welcome one and welcome all. We are live on Very Flow Upstream number 68. We're calling this one Smart Slide because we'll be talking a little bit about the BlackBerry Priv. We've got an awesome little cast on tonight with us. We have Editor-in-Chief at Crackberry, Mr. Blaze. How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Can't complain. Alex told me I wasn't allowed to complain, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that defeats the purpose of it. Ate that one all the way. <laughs> As well with us tonight, we have Brandon Orr. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, yeah, I just came back from a good dinner. And as well with us, we have Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. Trying to rebrand himself online because he's having a little <laughs> bit of what, like a midlife crisis or a quarterlife crisis, excuse me. How, how you doing, Alex? Good, good. Uh, yesterday I had dinosaur barbecue for the first time ever, so I have some ribs left over. I'm gonna jump and eat those right after this. So hopefully it's a quick stream. But when is it ever? Alex, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life, eh? Yeah, absolutely, man. You got ribs. You got a rebranding. You know. It's a big day for me. <laughs> It's funny because like we're gonna see Brian get up and head for those uh, those ribs like in the middle of the cast. He's gonna come back. <laughs> we have Next a week, Brian's got like uh, barbecue marks all over. <laughs> that would look just wrong on, on air. Really would. <laughs> if anyone's wondering what I'm drinking tonight, it is Yingling, America's Lager, one of the oldest brewing companies in the United States. We have no affiliation whatsoever, but. <laughs> we have an affiliation through alcohol, so... Like, we would like to have an affiliation. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. They want to send me a six-pack before these. I'll, I'll definitely partake in some of those. But uh, we have a lot to talk about, right? I was kind of surprised how much there would be to talk about following the earnings last week where John Chen, BlackBerry CEO, let out a lot of information in terms of the priv and really what we have looking forward for the next couple of months in terms of the roadmap. Um, I put out an article, Five Reasons Priv is a good name and I know we've discussed on here that we personally dislike the name you know they could have really done anything but Priv but we also kind of discussed where the name is actually good for Blackberry because it ties into a lot of the different search terminologies and things like that behind privacy and, and obviously privilege as well so what do you guys think is the name really growing on you the more we know what it is or do you, are you still kind of on the fence on whether it's going to be successful for Blackberry in terms of marketing <laughs> Um, I've been talking a little bit to my family now because they're curious about, you know, a lot of them have Q10s and they're curious when the next phone's going to come out. They're actually complaining about the size of the screen. It's kind of getting to them. They want something larger. And it's just like I was sitting at the dinner table with like four of them and, and I had to say, uh, they're, they're like, what what's the new phone that's coming out? They hadn't heard it all. And I was like, it's called the BlackBerry Prip, but it's it's just ignore that. And it, it's just felt kind of wrong to say the BlackBerry Prip. And of course they started making fun of it. It's like... It's it's tough, you know, just people who, who they love BlackBerry and they, they hadn't heard of the name whatsoever. They don't really pay too much attention to the news or the media, and they found it was like a little bit of a goofy name. But really, again, it's a name, whatever. Call it the – it's a BlackBerry. I don't know. I still hate it and whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. You can't go back and change it. I mean, well – that's probably not true either, because John Chen changed the Q20 to the friggin' classic. But in any case, it's a name. It's out there. It is what it is. So you know, um, like Alex, I've kind of, I've kind of had a hard time explaining it to people because uh, honestly, like 
a lot of people have actually been asking about the device because of the fact that it, it it landed on the news and stuff like that, and there has been a lot of positive and negative attention directed towards it. Um, yeah, I, like like Alex, I have a have a hard time actually referring to it as the Priv. It's like, well. It's the new BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah. it's funny, it's funny it runs Android. That's usually what I leave it at. And yep. most people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> Android satiates them enough to not ask any more questions about why it's named Priv. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, I kind of like I leave the Priv name out of it, and most people are fine with it. It's a, it's a slider, and it runs Android. So <laughs> okay. Whatever works, right? It's funny because yeah. this, this episode... Is entitled Smart Slide, and almost Smart Slide by itself, the BlackBerry Smart Slide, that even sounds better than Priv, personally. Yeah. So it's funny, and, and we talked about names not really meaning much, right? So in terms of the marketing and branding, there's a lot more that they can tack on to Priv to really define it. Things like Smart Slide, right? These little core features that they can market as opposed to just the name. So, again, there's a lot of potential for them for this name to be successful in ways maybe Passport or Classic or not. Brandon, what are some of your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's funny because in, in Toronto, I used to live in an area that was predominantly Russian. And uh, in Russian, to say hello, you say Privyet. And uh, so when I first heard of Priv, uh, I automatically heard of that. I, I thought of that word Privyet, which is Russian for hello. And I was thinking about how whenever I look at my app downloads um, month, on a monthly basis, there seems to be a number of people, quite a few people, consistently, proportionally for my downloads coming from Russia. So, I mean, although it's inadvertently, I mean, it could be a cool short form for saying, hey, hello, hello to Android. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you know? It's, it's the re reintroduction of BlackBerry. <laughs> They're saying hello yeah. with a new device. Exactly. Keep moving. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was cold. That was cold. Cool as a cucumber for sure on that one. But <laughs> I, I, I really hope the name is something that works well for them and they can kind of progress forward because, you know, a name is such a small, small part of what the overall offering from that device is going to be. Shortly thereafter, the uh, earnings call, we actually got some official images on inside BlackBerry of the BlackBerry Priv. And Blaze definitely took a deep dive on some of those photos. And we will go into that in a little bit. But just the overall official render, it it lit up my day. It really did. I was so excited to get that kind of eye candy. When you saw the official renders for yourselves, guys, were, were you enticed by what you saw? I was I was excited to actually see them, but at the same time, I was like, I want to see more. <laughs> why isn't there more? Like, why isn't why isn't there just more pictures? And it, it's interesting because of the fact, like, on the last upstream, I was complaining like BlackBerry made this announcement but they never released any actual pictures so when I woke up and I saw that they, they posted them I'm like finally <laughs> someone's, someone's watching Chris right. someone's watching. so Alex is showing it to us right now we got some side shots of the device looking very very clean relatively slim I mean we're looking at kind of like the passport thickness with, with obviously the screen as an additive there but the screen is relatively slim as well Again, these kind of renders are just what makes it so drool-worthy, right? When you can look at it in high detail and see as well that you have that nice kind of glass weave back. The only thing that kind of bothers me is the camera sticking out the back, bulging in the back. Me personally, it's just my own pet, little pet peeve. I hate when the camera sticks out the back because when you stick it on a table, it doesn't lie flat. And so it, like, it, it, it rocks back and forth a bit. 
Um, so we'll see if that's an issue. It doesn't look like it from some of these other renders we see, but um, definitely when you see it from the side, it does look like the camera does bulge out the back. So we'll see. It depends. Maybe if it's centered, it, it kind of just rests on the lens there and has it flat. Yeah, I think it's going to lay pretty flat. But also, with that being said, I'm also willing to give up the, I don't know, the cleanliness of the lines and have that actual camera hump there as long as the camera actually is good. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I, for a BlackBerry device to have an excellent camera, I would be totally forgiving of that little hump on the back yeah. <laughs> for once. Like, you know, maybe maybe the Nexus, the new Nexus might not win that same love from me, but to have it on a BlackBerry, it'd be like, yeah, okay, the hump is there, but you finally gave us a good goddamn camera, so great. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm looking for quality, and if you needed a little bit more space to get that module in, by all means, do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And really... What phones these days don't have that kind of camera bulge? I know it's and, rather well, large, but a lot of phones this, have it these days. This is actually something that's been kind of brought up in the Android uh, world as of lately. You can see with the Nexus 6P, they, instead of having a camera bulge there, they kind of made it go across the entire back, and it looked really bad in a lot of the screenshots. Obviously, you can see the Nexus 5 has the camera bulge. Um, but, like, that's an arguable thing. I don't think that looks as good. Um, but maybe laying on a table, is it more functional? Maybe, I guess. But a lot of people made fun of how this looks, and then, like, from the side, it looks a little bit kind of goofy. So there's always a trade-off of going either route, I guess. It's interesting as well because people got to think of, like, the dynamics of, of, of a phone, right? When it's laying flat, when you have something flat laying on a flat surface, it becomes harder to pick up. So if it has a bulge, if it has a little bit of lift, it actually is easier to pick up from a, a rested position. So there are benefits. There are obviously yeah. people who are not, not going to like it because they don't think it's a good uh, you know, aesthetic for the device. But such a small menial thing to be talking about in regards to Priv. I'm just glad we got some, some solid, solid images to go off of. So then again, you want this, this device is coming out. You want us to promote it. We need something to do that with. So kudos to BlackBerry for at least getting some feedback or at least timing very well to get that, that image out, along with some of the other ones. And um, we know we obviously know that there's going to be more coming as well because that's, as we know from the previous like launches that they've done recently, like with the, the Passport and stuff like that. I mean, pretty much pretty much from the Passport on, they were, they were kind of smart in regards to how they rolled out the the information. You get the images first and then you get some of the specs and then you get a hands-on with it, which, you know, was at the time done by Donnie or somebody. Uh, but now Melanie has taken over them, so uh, we'll, we'll, you know, the, they're going to slowly tease us and roll that stuff out. Um, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of quite surprised that we're not actually seeing more leaks of it at this point in time. Like, I, I fully expected somebody else to go ahead and do a hands-on video before BlackBerry could even get their official hands-on video out. Um, there's plenty of the of the pribs out there in the wild, so, uh, you know. It just there are a lot of pribs in the wild. Yeah, there's... It, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to how to explain it. It just seems interesting that this oh. hasn't gotten another hands-on as don't of worry. Yet. Don't worry, Chris. I'll, I'll probably snap a few pictures and a few videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. I mean, in the wild before BlackBerry puts up videos. I figure you'd be sitting there <laughs> somewhere in in the bushes with a telephoto lens or something. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's gonna step up his game from from waiting in the line at TIFF. He's 
got a new camera, got a got a camouflage outfit. Everything. Oh, yeah, leaping in front of Blackberry HQ and just like wait, wait until people walk in with their proofs and stuff. <laughs> videos. So, it's interesting because uh, they're gonna obviously we know that they're gonna roll more stuff out eventually, right? So. Brandon, I, I wanted to hear a little bit from you in regards to uh, PR. Tell us about yeah. it. I mean, tell us tell us how well this device is being received thus far. Okay, so everybody's familiar with the John Chen interview with BNN. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the best interview, but to me personally, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I thought, you know, he didn't do the best job, but whatever. It's a nice... He's just trying. He's just excited about the device, and at least it's got it's out there. People know it's there, right? But my girlfriend, who's studying public relations uh, for post grad, uh, it actually apparently it was a big deal because it was actually brought up as a as a class topic uh, to discuss about, and they had like some professionals from PR do PR for some of the biggest companies um, in North America, and they were talking about how it was a horrible move because. Uh, <laughs> the, it was the first actual um, interview showing off the device, official show off of the device, and it was just poorly, like yeah, John Chen stumbled, and it was just not the best foot to show the device on. That's what they were saying. And, and what was funny after that was that uh, actually the professor brought up an image saying how it was bad because it just had like a leak previously the week before. <laughs> And uh, it ended up being that uh, that image I took from Tiff. So my girlfriend was like laughing about it. <laughs> like, yeah, you you pretty much ruined BlackBerry. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just it just surprises me how much of an effect this uh, this John Chen interview had. Because me personally, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But uh, news sources and, and everybody has been talking about it nonstop. I know in our Berry Flow group we've been talking about it at least once once a day since it's happened. And I mean I just can't believe it has that many I just can't believe it has the legs to run on that that interview, you know? Yeah, and and, and, and and every comment we've made has been absolutely positive about the video. I want to clarify that as well. <laughs> no, like I, I've I've listened to a few like Android podcasts over the last few weeks, and a lot of them are complaining so much about that interview. It's like they in the title they they're like, oh, we're talking about the priv in this episode. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this. I'm curious how you know what they have to say about it. And they spent the first 10 minutes about how bad the interview was, and then it's like the last two minutes. Oh, I don't really want to. A keyboard device, but I guess I can see someone maybe wanting it, and they call it, and that was like it. It was like so, ten minutes of joking about this interview, and then I get to hear two minutes of your actual opinions about the phone. So it's it's a little bit depressing from that standpoint because I'm sure a lot of people who listen to those podcasts regularly, the first time they actually hear about this phone is from them laughing at it essentially over the interview, and it was like I don't know, just a little bit sad. Hopefully it doesn't affect everything too much. But I mean, it was it was a terrible outing of the device. There's, I don't think there's anybody who could really say that it wasn't. I mean, it was a bad first experience to be able to go ahead and show it in that manner. However, you know, it, just like anything else in the BlackBerry world, if it's some something somewhat negative, just because it's BlackBerry, it gets amplified it's a thousand yeah. times over, right? I think the worst thing he said wasn't so much the fact that he didn't know how to use it. I think it was that he kind of poo-pooed uh, social networking on the device, which is kind of like, 
you know, you want to demonstrate the device as being Android and being able to use all these apps, but when you go around and say, you know, who has time to use Twitter and stuff like that, it's like, well, you know, like... Your entire well, demographic. <laughs> eventually, Twitter. eventually people are just going to forget about it. It's going to yeah. become one of... It's going to become one of those things that they look back in like five years and they say, "Oh, well, this is something terrible that BlackBerry did in their history." It, mm. you know, I I said it before. I, I believe it was like on the on the last upstream that you know they probably should have never actually allowed BNN to post it, but you know yeah. it, it is what it is. And even like Ch John Chen should have had like some wherewithal to be like, "Yo, let's 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 retake that." You know, I feel better now. You know, like something like yeah. that. But no, just yeah. let it just let it roll as is. And and we talk about this as well when we talk about PR. It's like publicity is publicity. Get it any way you can because what's really going to define the device is going to be the device. You know, the lead up to it is not what people's impressions are going to uh, stay at. You know. Yeah, but I. I agree with that, but at the same time, I don't because, like I said, a lot of people they they prey on the negativity surrounding BlackBerry. Yeah. Like, like I said, they'll they'll take anything negative and amplify it by a thousand. And there you go, they'll present that. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of at a point where that amplification is almost like hitting a vacuum. It's like it's been so overdone that it, it's just noise, you know? Like it has no meaning anymore because it's, it's, it's the status quo at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said, people prey on the negativity, and it, it doesn't even matter anymore because, like you said, it, it's status quo. Like you expect that negativity to arise. Mm. Like eventually it's going to fall off, and then it'll... Yeah. The only it'll, thing I, it'll just be something that they refer to in stupid quotes and shit. Yeah. The the only thing I will say is that like in this case I really do think that no news is is bad news, like any press is is good press because in reality he didn't he wasn't really uh offending anybody with anything he did. Uh he was just he just kinda looked like a ball for an instance or somebody who he just looked like he didn't know how to use the device. So it wasn't like a CEO saying a really dumb comment that would alienate an entire user base that that could be potential purchasers. There's nothing like that that really gonna offend anybody to be like, no, I'm not gonna buy a BlackBerry now. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like in reality, it's it's really a non-starter. It's not a it's not it's a non-issue really. It's just in, in two weeks, no one's gonna remember it happened. <laughs> and and yeah. it runs the Google. It runs the Google. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the biggest. I mean, that's that's probably the biggest ongoing joke with it is that yeah. he never he never actually said Android. He said Google. So, you know, it runs the Googles is going to be like the quote <laughs> that everybody's going to run with. <laughs> Loads up, mock it, makes the mock, puts it in social media. Would you have for us, Alex? You know, I I wonder if you know this got more publicity than it would have had it been a great demo or like an okay demo. Obviously, a lot of these places probably would never have even covered it. Um, so I kind of wonder, maybe oh, more no. eyes have seen it because they're like, oh, did you hear about that terrible demonstration? Oh, I'll go check it out. And it's like, oh, that phone actually looks interesting. I didn't even know BlackBerry was doing that kind of stuff. So it could I, work both ways. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that it was it was passed around more because yeah. it was a bad yeah. uh, demo than anything else. So, you know, it, in reality, it, it, it was a bad thing, but... You know, more people are aware that BlackBerry's building an Android device now. So yeah, yeah, it's it's funny as well because again, it attracts attention. Yeah, people may have not even been interested in Priv, but when they see like one of those, you know, the Schadenfreude of how people love to hate on BlackBerry, it's gonna bring them into the conversation. Like, well, you know, 
that's different than what I thought a BlackBerry was, right? And it gets gets the wheels churning. Uh, Blaze, tell us about this CrackBerry poll you guys did. I know you've done a couple on priv interest. Has it changed over time? Uh, does the community seem receptive to a device like this? I mean, I know I voted yes when I previously voted no. So uh, at least I'm a little bit swayed at this point trying to support BlackBerry. What's the community feeling? Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to, to it all, like we, like you said, we've, we ran a poll previously, basically before when like the, all of the Android rumors had been out there. And it wasn't, it, at that point in time, it wasn't even necessarily around the priv because most people didn't know that the priv would be running Android at that point in time when I ran it. It was just basically based off of some of the rumors, right? Um, so previously, I ran ran the poll that basically said, "Would you buy an Android-based BlackBerry?" Um, at that point in time, let's let's put a time frame on it. That was back in June. Um, so you know, we we ran that poll, and the results of that poll were were pretty much as expected. Um, you know, the options that I gave: Would you buy an Android device? No, if it's not running BlackBerry 10, I don't want it. Maybe we'll wait and see how it plays out. Or yes, I'd love to see uh, BlackBerry hardware coupled with the Android ecosystem. Um, so when we ran that poll, 53.86% said no. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't buy an Android-based BlackBerry ever, right? So, you know, that was basically the BlackBerry 10 hardcore fan saying, like, look, I don't want nothing but BlackBerry. Uh, sorry, BlackBerry 10. And, you know, we ran the, the new poll, which, you know, asks a simple question. Now, with everything that we have uh, available to us, uh, are you planning on buying the new Priv by BlackBerry? And... Um, this one, although the results weren't necessarily as dramatic, I mean, they, they are still kind of dramatic. They just weren't necessarily as high. Um, so when I asked that question, it was, yeah, I'm already sold on it, or maybe I'm still on the fence, or nope, they can keep it. 43.7% uh, of people basically said, yeah, they're already sold on the Priv, and they'll buy it. Um, you know, there, there's obviously some difference there in between, like, what the community really wants because you can't, you can't jam every option into a poll. But, you know, the majority of the people basically said that they're sold on it, they're interested in it at least. And, uh, you know, 32.06% maybe only said maybe that they're still on the fence about it. So there's definitely... Definitely the overwhelming majority, I guess you could say, if you wanted to be dramatic about it, that we're, are totally interested in it. And there's uh, more folks that are, are still a little on the fence. But, you know, uh, being a little on the on the fence, to me, seems that they'll, they'll probably at least, you know, go to a store or whatever and give it a shot and give it a look and see how they feel about it at that point in time. Which is, uh, you know, before... There was 24.49% of people that said maybe, and this time around it's 32.06% that said maybe. So even even the maybes are up in regards to the priv. So uh, again, like when when we look at the numbers on CrackBerry, it's it's obviously very focused to the CrackBerry community. But you know, for me to look at it and discount any of that would be would be pretty stupid. Um, so I think it's I think it's safe to say that you know BlackBerry has has appealed to a lot of people, 
um, even though it is an Android device, and people didn't necessarily want an Android device at first, they've uh, they've sort of swayed their their opinion and are at least willing to go ahead and give it a shot, at least by the numbers, anyways. I showed my uh, sister the priv, and she's like, she thought it was a touchscreen at first because I showed her an image of it close. She's like, oh, but does it have a keyboard? I'm like, yeah, it slides up like the torch. She's like, oh, I want it. And I'm like, yeah. uh, just so that you know, it runs like Android, not BlackBerry 10. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, I even it. better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of people like that who who want to stick with BlackBerry just because of the keyboard and stuff like that, and they're not so uh, attached to the operating system. So there is a whole bunch of chunk. Of, there is a whole chunk of people like that. Too. There is a yeah. whole bunch of chunk. <laughs> chunk. I love you, you know, Chunk. Like, <laughs> even I, you know, was using a, um, a, a QWERTY device, like having the Q10 and, and various things and messing around with the Passport, but it's like I've really been a Z10 kind of person. I'll touch device and then like the Z30, and going from using the Z30 for like two years, it's really tough to go back to a small screen after that. So like I yeah. do miss the keyboard, but you know I'm so used to the full screen. I really think I, if I had to choose between one or the other, I would say I'd just get an all-touch device. Well, the fact that the the priv is just going to be on Android. It's literally the perfect device for what I want. Like I could actually have a keyboard and still love my all touch device. Like it's what I want. So, you know, regardless of it being Android, I would have just given a shot. Anyway, obviously it would be great if it was BlackBerry Ten and if they had apps and everything, but like I think it's like the perfect device for a lot of people who don't want to go to a keyboard device standalone because they really love the all touch experience for ninety percent of how they use it. Brian back there is definitely like slider material. So. Oh, absolutely. As long as as long as Brian's happy, then then we'll be fine. Uh, Blaze, there was a really interesting post on Crackberry this past week where you took basically a closer look at some of these slider images that BlackBerry put out of the Priv and some of their official postings on Inside BlackBerry. You you were mentioning uh, kind of looking at some of the icons, matching up some of what's seen on screen with what's also seen on the keyboard. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, so when the pictures went up, I mean, everybody obviously went ahead and had, you know, the, the, the real quick look at them and did the slight bit of drooling. But when you actually take a deeper look into the pictures, um, you start to start to notice some interesting things that haven't necessarily been highlighted before. Um, the guys, uh, the guys over at uh, Blackberries RU were were kind enough to go ahead and edit the image. But if you look at the at the uh, at the at the home screen, I guess you could say, on the device, there's an application there called DTEC, um, and it kind of looks like the BBM icon. But then again, there's like this dude that's popping out of the side of the door or whatever in the actual icon, which you know has obviously led people to believe that it's some sort of security application at that point in time, like. You know, somebody's creeping in on your business, and you know it. It sort of leans towards the whole privacy uh, aspect of the device itself. And the interesting thing is that no, there's there's no no information anywhere is in Google or anything uh, in regards to what this DTEC app actually is. Now, obviously, it, it DTEC seems like a play on detect. Um, and you know, John. Get Kennedy, out of here! Yeah, no way. <laughs> just, in, just in case nobody was clear on that, in case somebody, you know, didn't catch that one. Um, but basically, John Chen laid out in in one of his interviews, I believe it was with like the uh, the Globe and Mail. Um, 
he he specifically said we have we will have technology that will help the individual know if they have been snooped, attacked, compromised, um, allowing you to also have on-screen app uh, notifications that measure your vulnerability and individuals will be able to tell if anything is happening to them so if you if you take a look at that app and then you take a look at what John Chen said it, it would seem as though that you know Blackberry sort of tossed us a bone to get us a little bit more curious as to what's going on with this DTech app uh, whether or not that was intentional whether or not that was a mistake who knows right uh, Maybe maybe it's just all in our heads, and BlackBerry really didn't give a damn if anybody noticed the Detect app. <laughs> um, but either way, you know, it, it's an interesting icon. It's an application from something that we haven't seen before, and realistically, there's, you know, based on what we know now, um, there's plenty of applications in the uh, in the Google Play Store that do similar things, like Lookout has all their virus applications and Norton and all that stuff. They can do they can replicate similar functions, but again, leaning towards the privacy of Priv, um, you know, BlackBerry has that, has has taken it upon themselves to go ahead and add their little bits of uh, BlackBerryness into the Android ecosystem, especially on Priv. Um, so that that seems to be like one of one of the things that they have going for them. The only thing is, is like, you know, we're we're really just guessing at this point as to what this DTEC icon actually is and what it does, right? I gotta say, that DTEC icon looks fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think the guy's gonna like kill somebody. It's kind of creepy, <laughs> but you know, that I guess that's kind of like shock value open it up and check and see what it is. Um, <laughs> the, other, the other interesting thing it, 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 when it is when it comes down to the keyboard and the, uh, again, with the home screen itself, I don't necessarily know what's going on here, and I can't even really wager a guess on it. I mean, I can, but I've been actually told that my guess is wrong. So... <laughs> um, I have no no actual clarification on what it actually is, but I've been told that my guess is wrong. Um, so if you look, if you look, <laughs> I've been told I am incorrect. However, <laughs> yeah. However, if you look at the at some of the icons um, on the home screen, some of them have like that three dot menu system below them, and it's not necessarily all of the icons either. It's only specific icons. Um, in the example given, of course, we have BBM, calendar, and the Play Store. And Google Chrome, which has that has that essentially three dot menu system right oh, below I didn't it. See, Chrome had it too. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. And so, I mean, when you look at the actual keyboard too, that three dot menu system is essentially the same on the keyboard. And a lot there was a lot of hoopla made about the keyboard before and that three dot icon, you know, because people people thought that it was fake because it appeared in some and it didn't appear in others. So to me, that that it at least looks like there's there's some sort of a relation between the three dot menu that's on the actual keyboard and the three dot menu that is showing under specific applications. Now, whether or not that's a keyboard shortcut, my my idea um, was uh, basically, you know, it, it say for example you have the device open and you need to access some sort of um, you know, additional options for those applications that are highlighted, like BBM and Calendar and stuff like that. Rather than actually reaching up and touching the display, you could actually just push the three three dot menu on the keyboard, and then 
those those things sort of pop up, and you can use the keyboard again, alleviating the problem of actually having to reach out and touch the the display in order to access that stuff. Right? Um, kind of makes sense to me. May not make sense to anybody else, but um, no, it's, it may, it's a very good observation. I was actually speaking with the uh, the folks over at Blackberries.ru, and they suggested that the three dots was signifying the app's attachment to a widget on the device. So if, if like, let's say the BBM had a three dot, there was also a widget on, on the Android OS that was open with the BBM as well. So Calendar, Play Store, and Chrome uh -huh. would have little, little widgets available. But again, all speculation at this point. But again, it's good to get the conversation going about it because in the last podcast I was talking about I wish BlackBerry did more BlackBerry stuff. Now, yeah. we're seeing, now we're seeing DTEC. Now we're seeing some modifications of the overall Android you know, UI and the overall flow of perhaps the OS. So very cool to see that BlackBerryification. Well, that was a mouthful. I, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I want to throw one idea out. Probably not. But like we've seen the 3D touch aspect for iPhones. And essentially that's like on the you could click on the icon and then you get prompted with kind of like an overflow menu of a few quick actions to do and if you turn these three buttons and do them vertical that's always the you know the overflow menu that's always like yeah. what the overflow menu was so like if you were to click that maybe like BBM maybe you can quick BBM somewhere quick go to channels or quick something or you know browser quick go to private mode or quick you know whatever um, I guess there's so many things and, and the question too is like is this definitely BlackBerry exclusive or is this actually on Android M? Like is are these three dots have they been seen on Android M? Well it's not on Android M. It's not on okay. any like I have a few Android devices here and I double checked. It's not on any uh, Android implementation as of yet, so I don't know I don't know what's going on. And just to be clear, what I mentioned, my idea there is what yeah. I was told was wrong. So Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I Sorry, just to make sure, this is this this screen here. It's running the Goog. It's running the it's running the Google. Yeah, it's running. It's raising Tizen, actually. Um, <laughs> does anybody else Google. feel like feel like it has like a little bit too much though? Because it like three three dots there, three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots. Man, I feel like there's a lot of three dots going on. You know, <laughs> saying in Spanish that says there's no two without three. So I mean, you know, oh. three's lucky, lucky, man. Everything happens in threes. I, I kind of like it. And personally, I don't think it's going to be on every single app. But again, no. al allowing the, the user the option and the availability to really have productivity features baked in, we know that's what it's going to be, right? If anything, it will be to make the device more productive. BlackBerry is not very, like, useless in terms of their additions to different things. You can see that on BlackBerry 10. They're very minimal, but they always want to elevate that experience a little bit. Um, you know, in terms of the priv device... This device should have everything, right? We should have NFC. We should have maybe even quick charging, depending on you know what the device is running. The only real mystery right now is that battery. Have you guys heard any battery estimates? I was hearing somewhere 3650, which is 200 more milliamps than the Passport. But again, I would love even more than that. Samsung's putting out a phone with like 5700 milliamps. <laughs> things, that thing's a tablet. But that has to translate into actual like real hours for people that care because one thing is to have specs but as we've known time and time again with Android devices we've seen Android devices with massive batteries who don't last more than than a day like, I don't know man. I think that, that I don't takes up so much power so I mean it's got to come down to the actual usable hours that you can use the device 
It has to, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but at this point in time, I, I, thought, I think a lot of people just see a number, and if it doesn't match that number, they automatically dismiss it. So it needs to be a, a reasonably high number. Like high think, enough, yeah. Yeah, like it, it... I don't even know the exact number as to what the battery is. Like I've heard everywhere, anywhere is from... 3,000 milliamp to 3,000 or 3,300 milliamp to 3,650 milliamp. So I don't know. In my head, I I am also one of those people who looks at the number and basically says, okay, well that's probably not going to be that good. But to me, anything over 3,000 milliamp per hour is probably going to be sufficient for for my use case at this point in time. And I think I think the majority of people would be fine with that. You know, if it comes in around 3,300 or 3,600, you know, some as long as it's over 3,000, I'm pretty much good. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to step back. You set the bar now with Passport at 3,450, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to need at least that, right? I mean, as me personally, like LG's latest phone, what is it, the Vi or the V10, it has a removable 3,450 battery, so yeah, you, you've, no, you've no excuses, BlackBerry, none. <laughs> Honestly, that's a pretty dope-looking phone, too. Yeah, it's got like two screens, and it is pretty nifty. Yeah, and you can disable like the second screen. I made fun of it because they sort of created a word like <laughs> they they did selfies and they did groofies. Groofies. Like, what the hell's a groofie, man? Groofie. Groofy groofy sounds like something you give a girl when you're trying to take yeah. her home and she doesn't want to come. But we don't endorse that, of course. Uh. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 got the poll results from the priv. People seem a lot more interested in it. The momentum is picking up. We talked about some of the highlights that were actually seen in those official images, but we also got a new BlackBerry 10 OS. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, um, this is the BlackBerry 10.3.2789. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but this is the OS from T-Mobile that brings in things like Wi-Fi calling. Am I correct in that? Yeah, it basically, it basically was... It was dedicated for T-Mobile. It was pretty much basically their their own operating system and rolled out to them, but anybody who has, you know, dealt with autoloaders and stuff like that automatically knows that, you know, there's there's no OS that is, uh, you know, specific to any one carrier. Uh, as soon as they get uploaded to the server, then, you know, everybody can go ahead and download it for their specific device. Uh, there's some interesting things going on with that OS, though. Um, there's some new apps that are, are listed in there. Um, they don't. They don't necessarily appear, but they are listed. There's some. Uh, I, I believe there was two or three new apps that are are kind of like lingering around in the text. If you actually dig through some of the uh, interesting. Some, yeah, there's. Um, uh, I'm trying to recall the name. Uh, there was like one app that was called BlackBerry Reflect or something like that was in there. Um, and it also seems that Wi-Fi calling, um, even though even though T-Mobile basically said that this is specifically for the Classic, um, it, it opened the doors to pretty much all of the devices to be able to go ahead and accept Wi-Fi calling. Like uh, there was people people with AT&T passports that were using T-Mobile and had Wi-Fi calling on there. So they sort of they removed that. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a block list or whatever. Uh, from the team, from uh, from the uh, Wi-Fi calling aspect of it, also even even customers who are on T-Mobile not using a BlackBerry Classic have access to some of the Wi-Fi calling. 
Very, very interesting. And it's good to see that, that support continue for BlackBerry 10, right? If it was really a cast-off at this point, it wouldn't be getting that kind of support. But there's a user base who's still buying these devices, and they still need support. I mean, we've got really, we literally have a roadmap for this OS out into probably middle of next year. So, I mean, there's a lot that may still be able to come on, and we're seeing hints of these, these new apps and things like that. Go, go to the security route. Own it. Go all the way with it, right? And Android can be your consumer play. I think it's a smart move for BlackBerry, but they've got to execute well on it. And that's my only worry, because we've seen BlackBerry execute in the past, and, you know... <laughs> not, to, not to go back and, and rehash any of that, but, like, everything about this device looked good right up until the name, you know? And I just hope it doesn't regress any further than that, you know? I yeah. hope we can move forward beyond the name. Because, again, it's useless. It's meaningless. I think BlackBerry actually did a good... They executed, I think, the best in the past three years on the Passport. I think that was the best executed launch yeah. of something they've done. So I think if yeah. they keep whatever they did there and just not screw it up and do it better for the Priv, I think they'll be... Be, you know, make good work out of it. The passport, the passport had a unique story to tell, story. Mm -hmm. and there, there, even though that we we've seen a lot of the priv and we know what the priv name stands for and stuff like that. Who are you um, aiming it at? Yeah, yeah. They they tough. still they still haven't told us the the full story on the priv, and the story is going to help sell it. So hopefully they get around to actually selling us on the story soon. Um, so we have work wide with the uh, the passport. We're gonna have work tall with the priv. Well, it was work narrow in their initial kind of uh, when they when they showed off. It was like you could work narrow or you could work yeah. wide. <laughs> I, I think but they're that slider gonna, open, man. It's gonna be I, tall. I, I think oh. what they're gonna go for is you can work slide. You know where you can slide. Do, do the smart slide if you you know you're starting to type a message. You're like, you know what, I'm about to go in. Smart slide, and I can just continue typing. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty nifty, and, and even work more slide or work slide. I like that. Man. Work slide, work slide. You know, it it sounds like something branded would do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jokes all day on branded guys. Yeah, I don't Alex, know. Alex, Alex, Alex was getting too me. much of it. So, yeah, Alex yeah. Was getting too much. <laughs> Bring it, Brandon, in to take some of that heat. So there is a there is a there is a Blitz OS out there. Check it out on CB. Get it if your device is acting a little funky. Maybe this one will act a little less funky for you, but I doubt it. Um, BBM updates across the board. I love that BBM showed some love to the Apple Watch. Getting there before a lot of big messaging companies in the space like Facebook and WhatsApp. When really those two companies are the exact same. What do you guys think about? BlackBerry's focus on, and specifically BBM's focus on, getting to these wearable endpoints but not giving us BBM video cross-platform. Do you think that's the primary, that's a good focus for them right now, building an app peripheral or to build out the service features of BBM? I'd really like to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I think the app peripheral is more important because those are things that are going to give that value add to people who are already using the service who might think of jumping ship because another app that they have. So for instance, say you buy an Apple Watch and you're like, man, I really want to use my Apple Watch because I can get notifications on my watch and reply to notifications. But if you spend $800 on an Apple Watch and then you can't reply to your BBMs, you're going to be like, well, I'd rather use this messaging because then I can make use of this $800 purchase, right? Um, so I think it's really important for them to get into the wearables game because then it gives people uh, the ability to to still have that value-added experience using BBM 
especially with all these new types of uh, devices like the Apple Watch or, or Android Wear that come out. So I think it's a, it's a smart move, whereas the video calling would be a way of attracting uh, new users. Uh, but as we've discussed previously, it really depends on, it's really up for debate how many new users are going to get from that and what kind of uh, a revenue scheme that's going to have because they're going to have to pay for the servers to have all these new people using video calling. So if you automatically add this new free feature, um, that's going to be an added cost to the existing infrastructure, and it's not really quite clear how they're going to be able to make money through that. Whereas with waterfalls, there's no infra back-end infrastructure that's required. Not not to get to not to get the BBM teams to charge me more because they're already taking monthly. Like they're worse than <laughs> they're worse than my my uh, my bills, man. My rent check and the BBM. <laughs> it's, it's tough out there for first for a shrimp. But uh, <laughs> I would on, I would honestly pay five dollars a month for cross-platform video to offset some of that cost. Now, whatever your user, no. Some people are not going to want that. They've already established BBM Meetings as that kind of go-to platform. <laughs> Brandon's second girlfriend. <laughs> this, chat, this chat kills me. But, I, I mean, Brandon's right. If they, if they add in a lot on top of BBM, it becomes more costly for them, and they're already having a hard time monetizing it. So, you know, something's got to give in terms of where the value is Brandon mentioned going to peripherals may be a little bit smarter, and I think if BlackBerry can hone in on the users who are using smart devices like watches and other accessories and peripherals, it kind of establishes BBM in a place where it's a little bit more of a modern perspective on technology, whereas opposed to there's a lot of old and kind of legacy sentiment around what BlackBerry does. So if you're on the latest and greatest type of devices with your services, again, it elevates you into a more modern sense for your users. So I think BlackBerry is doing a really smart job doing that. Cross-platform video, everybody's doing it. Skype's doing it. Skype will translate for you, you know? Having said that, though, having said that, though, it's good to get it on peripherals and have it work well. It's better to do that than have it just have it for the sake of having it on peripherals and then being such a horrible experience and no one uses it. So I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I hope, I pray to God, it works well. You know, I, I just had a conversation with my buddy yesterday when we were, we were all, all, a few of my friends were out eating dinner and he has the new iPhone 6 Plus or 6S Plus and he was, you know, showing me it and he's like, battery life's great, blah, 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 blah. And then he said, you know what's frustrating is our group, we just use normal SMS. We have a group SMS, and that's how we communicate, like seven or eight of my friends. And it's annoying. I don't like having to, uh, you know, SMS as a group because it's terrible. You don't have very much control over it, and if I lower the volume of it, it does it for the entire phone. It's, it's just an annoyance. And he shared the same thing where it was like, I would be totally happy if we used something else, like if we used WhatsApp or if, if we used just, you know, even BBM or anything. It's like, let's use something in place of that. But the problem is no one kind of wants to submit to it. And then if you have an iPhone, you, you like iMessage. And then we have the discussions of like, well, do you have the read and writes turn on or off when you're using iMessage? He's like, I turn it off because everyone else turns it off. And I'm like, well, that defeats the purpose. And he's like, I know. If everyone else had it on, I would leave it on. So it's like a lot of people, it's from what, what I'm talking to them, they, they like the concept of BBM, but they're just not using it because other people aren't using it. So if they like start pushing it on the, the watch first and start changing the perception, like we really care about cross-platform. We're going to have a great BBM experience on iPhone, Android, BB, or BlackBerry 10, you know, everything, and then even wearables. They, if they could change the mindset that BBM is innovative and it's front of the line, like we're trying to get it out there and be that one messaging platform, I think it just shows 
you know, the fact that they came out first in wearables, even though a lot of people probably aren't going to use it, I think it just shows overall that they want to be, you know... Yeah, it, it helps with their platform. overall perception. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy now that once the Priv actually comes out, like, I'll be able to be a part of, like, that Android Wear stuff. Yeah. Um, because I don't... I don't use an iPhone, so I'm not going to be using BBM on my iPhone, but I will have a Priv, and where the Priv runs Android, that gives that opens up the doors to go ahead and purchase an Android Wear device at that point in time as well, because then I'll be able to use BBM on Android Wear. So it's a good thing that they, they've implemented it, and I, I agree with Alex and, and Brandon, you know, like, a lot of their, a lot of their focus. I don't think that their focus should be on cross-platform video because that's that's a a watered-down market as of yet. Where Android Wear and you know the Apple Watch and everything like that is still the wearable segment is still a little bit fresh and people pay attention to it more. Yeah. And if BlackBerry is there and they are putting their their name to it, then you know it gets a little bit more attention than what it it regularly would. Um, you know, nobody nobody cares about cross-platform video because of the fact that it's everywhere at this point. Yeah, time, right? if I if I have to use Skype or if I have to use Google Hangouts, whatever. At this point, if I don't right, you know. you have so many options, and yeah. even though even though it's frustrating that it, it's it not there, more convenient. yeah, yeah, it, even though that it's frustrating that it's not there on BB10 or you know on Android or iOS, at least for BBM, um, you know. It, it, it's it's okay because they're doing something else, which is much more beneficial to the uh, the perception of what BBM actually is and what it hopes to accomplish. So I'm not I'm, per gonna, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not gonna lie, like that was probably the biggest surprise of the week for me that BBM was on Apple Watch. I'd like honestly on a scale of things I was expecting to ever hear from BlackBerry, I didn't I didn't I honestly didn't expect that anywhere like close to now. Can we can we just like say though that the update wasn't exactly the best? Wow, <laughs> we're gonna get there. It wasn't an update across all platforms. BlackBerry 10 got the least amount of actual love. Um, <laughs> Alex, it actually took away his beta access to PayPal oh. and some of the other features. No sticker club for Alex. Shame on BlackBerry. Um, <laughs> what was the beta for? If it wasn't actually <laughs> gonna be rolled out, I don't understand. I'm confused. Uh, maybe they, you know, maybe. Things didn't. Maybe they maybe they updated it, but like forgot to put the file in BlackBerry World. So it's I like I don't know. Man. Published the update, but didn't actually give us the update. Hey, and look. Maybe, maybe Android 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 got two updates because they were basically fixing what they messed up in the first place. Um, and iOS got two updates for the exact same reason. And uh, BlackBerry 10 never got no update, and there's still people out there with like BlackBerry Protect that's broken and such. So you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, but it, it's frustrating when you take away something that was working perfectly fine within beta to replace it with something that seems you know slightly off. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, if everything was present in beta, then why wasn't it rolled out to everybody? Because it was very, very confusing. Like even the change log said, you know, here is PayPal, here is Sticker Club, but there was no mention of like, you know, the regional aspects of it or anything along those lines. Like, why didn't right. somebody mention that? It, it, seemed, it seemed very half cooked, you know. Like, like we're kind of laying the foundation. We got to give you this update so that we can actually give you the update type of thing, you know. It, yeah. it, it's kind of all over the place. Interesting. 
group pictures show up in feeds, and I didn't see that before in, in BBM. So I thought that was kind of a, an interesting way to unify because I'm in feeds all the time, and it was cool to yeah, see yeah. Oh, I missed this picture in the group. But yeah. I, it's, it's here in my feeds, and I can you know interact with it very, very easily. So you know, updates are updates. We really just want to keep seeing these updates. Like every couple of months, give us something with BBM and, and keep that, that ball going. And where's the Facebook update, yo? Where's the Twitter update, yo? Where's, the LinkedIn, where's the LinkedIn update, yo? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Alex, Alex said to be positive, and I'm being positive. I'm just saying, these things... These things do need some recognition, and they need to be fixed. Okay. Blaze, Blaze is positively annoyed that. <laughs> My computer still has like Discover from like May. Um, yeah. This past year. Yeah, like why? Why do I have? I have Ellen at like the Oscars or whatever in my in my Twitter thing. Yeah. It was like months ago, man. Fix that. It's like Please. a permanent Samsung ad in your Discover feed. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Boom. That, wow. Boom. Yeah. That's amazing. Permanent, yeah. BlackBerry borked that one for sure. But uh, that's what that's what happens when you start trending. Uh, and it's interesting. We saw BlackBerry with the Priv announcement actually get some hashtags and get some extra kind of elevated uh, showcasing in the trending topics on Twitter. And, and it was it was. BlackBerry Priv, which I thought was kind of amusing, and it was above iPhone 6 as, as that phone like literally just launched. So pretty cool that it is getting the traction overall. I mean, that's that's solid. We covered most of our topics. Alex, do we have any uh, topics and suggestions from our patrons on the VBM channel? Yes, so from Mike Robinson, uh, we have a good question about uh, BlackBerry 10, of course, you know, BlackBerry 10 still exists and people want to talk about it. So if BB10 is dropped by BlackBerry, would it just be left to die, or could it be licensed or spun off for other companies? I think, personally, that, that time is probably past. I think that was something you wanted to do before BB10 launched, maybe yeah. not after it launched. Arguably, arguably they already tried that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to... Like, BlackBerry 10 OS will probably end up uh, kicking the can, but a lot of the stuff that went in the BlackBerry 10, like the QNX kernel and stuff like that, it's still very much applicable on the other side of things, and their other side of the business, which is IoT, the Internet of Things, and machine-to-machine -machine communication. So, so like the foundation of BlackBerry 10 will still be used, it's just you're not going to see the actual BlackBerry 10 operating system, uh, most likely. Others, yeah. yeah. I would agree, and, and really... If you think about it, now they've established 1.5 gigahertz dual core and 2 gigabytes of RAM as a reference platform for BB10. Imagine putting that same reference platform in a car or in another connected piece of embedded equipment, right? A medical device, etc. You've upped the spec list, even Passport. Think about it. Now we have a reference platform that's pretty powerful, 3 gigabytes of RAM, quad core with good Adrenos and all that stuff with a lot of accessibility and different connections to things like NFC, Miracast, Wi-Fi Direct, etc. The, the possibilities for the platform of BB10 are there, but the brand recognition of BB10 is dead. And really, we're going to be seeing this hightailed over to the enterprise side of things, focusing on security and privacy, because really, there's no consumer interest in it. We obviously are interested consumers in it, definitely. And we would buy a pre of running BlackBerry 10. But that doesn't mean that's going to be a viable alternative for BlackBerry as a business going forward. So what else yeah. do we have from our from our from our patrons, Alex? 
Then we actually have uh, maybe Mike's uh, brother or cousin or someone, Mark Robinson. Um, he's wondering, we already had a, a bit of a discussion about the battery uh, on the priv, but he essentially wants to know if it will be robust enough to get us through the day because that's so important um, for him. And, and realistically, no matter the size of the battery, I think BlackBerry knows with the Passport, they were touting how great of a battery it is and how it'll get you through a couple days and it's a workhorse. So I can't really imagine them just changing all of a sudden and, and kind of be like, well, battery out the window, we're just going to focus on creating this awesome looking device. And I think BlackBerry understands how important battery life is to people. Yeah. I, can't, I, I think it will get us through the day. And then along with all of the modifications coming to Android Marshmallow with those, where they're just focusing on improving battery life, I think it should be all right. I, I don't think, think BlackBerry aspires to go ahead and give you a crappy battery. That's yeah. never that's never their intention. I mean, you nor know, a think... crappy nor a crappy camera either. Because <laughs> that's look at Brandon's photos on his Z10. I mean, brilliant. <laughs> but that's that's the thing with BlackBerry though is that they've always they've always placed battery a little bit ahead, and obviously somebody's gonna somebody's gonna jump at the chance to basically say, well, they didn't take care of it with the with the Z10. Well, the Z10 is kind of a little bit of an exception because of the fact that, you know, there was a lot of changes. The, the Z10 was one of the first devices with BlackBerry 10, and they didn't necessarily know the full advantage of what, what the operating system would do as they essentially grew it. So, yeah, the, the Z10 is one of those off cases where it started out having great battery life, but then the operating system grew it expanded, they added more features to it, and now the Z10 isn't necessarily up to par with what they would, you know, normally release. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think any other BlackBerry 10 device has been terrible in regards to battery life. There's always been a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fine middle ground when it comes to getting you through your day. Um, and you know, the Passport, the Passport excels beyond that so hopefully they'll they'll continue that tradition and, and maintain it uh, hopefully like they, they do take advantage of everything on the priv that is uh, you know like Alex said in Android Marshmallow with those and you know stopping your notifications and disconnecting whatever isn't necessarily in use or whatever the case may be, which also brings up another question. It's going to be interesting to see how fast quickly, uh, how fast BlackBerry can roll out Marshmallow too. Yeah, that, that we were talking about that a little bit in the chat, in the actual uh, upstream chat here, because <laughs> Alex is like, it will get it soon, and I'm like, eh, maybe, you know, maybe not, especially if they're modifying some of the underlying bits there to, to get that security experience. I spoke with one of our patrons, Mr. Tim, and we had a really interesting conversation. He, he mentions, you know, I was looking at the download options on Evernote website, and it has all of them except for BlackBerry, oversight or wind down and support. I would have thought promoting its support to non-BlackBerry users would be good, even though it's pre-installed. And I think that's kind of a fair point. But at the same point, right, obviously it makes sense from a logic perspective, but <laughs> BlackBerry is building a lot of these apps themselves, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, even Evernote. A lot of those are built in-house with agreements in place by the companies mm -hmm. to do so. So... You know, they may seem like, yeah, we have an app, but we don't actually have the app. It's BlackBerry's app for us. 
So yeah. from a marketing perspective, it does kind of hurt them because they do have some app support and they have good apps at the same point, right? But we've seen some, even if some of those apps are kind of falling by the wayside in terms of support. So I'm hoping there's some kind of update coming to fix those gaps for us. And and that's kind of one of the biggest things. They want consistency across apps. So like if if you are updating the iOS and Android app, like as a company, you're focusing on that, you're going to advertise that you support Android and iOS because if you implement a new feature and you claim that you support BB10 as well and the new feature never makes it to BlackBerry 10, you're going to have people yelling at you as Evernote, even though BlackBerry is the one making all of the, you know, the app updates and things. So obviously they're going to focus on their own apps that they're actually building in-house rather than saying, even though BlackBerry 10 is supported. I know uh, Pushbullet, they will actually advertise and be like, oh, we also have a Pushbullet app on Windows Phone and BlackBerry 10. And they say, but they're community-made apps. And it really focuses on, you know, we have no... Uh, we have nothing to do with it. They're community-made apps, but they are available. So that is also like one way that they can do it. But it's kind of, you know, it, it's difficult. I think they would that, rather just having to support less places. It's easier. That's, al that's always been the scenario, though. Like you go to, I don't know, just pick whatever random website and and say, you know, do the do you have a BlackBerry 10 app? You know, chances are they don't actually advertise that. That which is basically one of the reasons as to why a lot of people yeah. didn't know that some of these apps existed. Because there was no get it on Google Play or get it on BlackBerry World logo there, even though that they had an app for it. Uh, you know, it, it's arguable whether or not BlackBerry could have improved upon that. Um, I don't necessarily think that they could have. I mean, they maybe put restrictions in place so that people had to advertise it, but you know, that becomes problematic as well because there's certain people that just don't want to do that kind of stuff. Um, it's always been something that's been there. Um, even WhatsApp now, WhatsApp, basically, they still push out beta updates and they still push out new releases, but if you actually email WhatsApp support, WhatsApp support will tell you that the BlackBerry 10 application isn't supported through through any sort of customer service. It's just, it's just kind of there. Like, it exists, it works, it's available for download, but they don't actually support it. Yeah. It's what's it's WhatsApp. Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. WhatsApp is definitely a good thing to have on the platform because there are users, especially overseas, who are, who are going to be using it. So it, it is cool that at least we're able to speak on some of those questions from the community. We have a couple here from Chris who literally just commented to get his, his feedback and Mr. Kreveling. How do you think the Priv will fare with carrier updates now that they will be utilizing Android, especially with Google putting out security patches to handle stuff like Stage Fright 2.0? Basically, would BlackBerry still encounter roadblocks with the carriers? So what are your thoughts on that? I want to hear Brandon. Do you think carrier support's going to be better or worse moving Android versus BlackBerry 10? I think it's going to be better because they have a product that they probably feel like they can get mass appeal. They can get a lot of people behind it. Um, especially in the U.S., there's an appetite for people. They want to... The thing I get from the United States is that a lot of people, they want to be more secure. They want to feel more secure. It just takes too much effort for them to become secure. It takes too much effort to switch over to BlackBerry 10 or to do some other stuff. So if you give them an opportunity to, to use the Priv, which is Android itself, and it's you know, touted as a bit more secure than your other Android alternatives, then I think you could get a good chunk of people who are willing to uh, take that you know, jump or take that leap in faith in BlackBerry and Android, so to speak, uh, and pick it up. 
So I do think the carriers are going to be able to, it's a very marketable phone, both in terms of the, the enterprise space and the consumer space. Uh, so I think it's going to have some pretty strong carrier support, personally. Yeah, I think the carrier support will be good for it, especially when it comes to updates as well, because, um, you know, it, it's it's more of a mass appeal device, for one. And two, it, you know, the Android ecosystem tends to go ahead and push out updates a little bit faster than what BlackBerry 10 would. Um, and there's more of a, an urgency there with Android because of the fact that, you know, the customer base is, is higher at that point in time, even if it's not necessarily for any one specific device. It's just Android in general. They want to go ahead and keep it updated. Um, so, I, you know, I think the carrier support all around will be improved, um, but that's not to say that it's going to be, you know, insanely fantastic either. Don't don't expect, like, Apple-like updates, of course, because Android still suffers from their own problems with waiting for carriers. Um, it will just be be improved upon what we know now from BlackBerry 10. Like, you're not going to have these, these random rollouts for only one specific carrier or anything like that. It'd be a little bit more... A little bit more improved upon than what exists now for BlackBerry 10. Very well put. Very well put. What else do we have, Alex? You, you dropped uh, the ball. You yeah, gotta, you so gotta be on this. Bro. Just a little question here um, from Nick about he he would love to see a review of BBM Apple Watch app. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone has app access to an Apple. Can we get that from Mobile Watch. Nations? Can uh, Can Mobile Nations provide that? <laughs> One of them probably could. All right. One of the guys on, on iMore, um, I believe I'm also going to, uh, I believe I'm also going to Winnipeg for a month, so I'll actually be around Kevin for a while, and Kevin has an Apple oh, Watch. He's, so he has more Apple Watches you know what to do with, man. <laughs> exactly. So um, at some point in time, I could go ahead and get together a review for that, most definitely because of the fact that I will, I will be somewhere where there is an Apple Watch. An Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me install this BBM app. What's your BBID? You don't have a BBID? All right, let's make one. Let's, let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really good conversation, guys. I think we should uh, hop off and uh, start talking the goodies on the after show. What do you guys think? I think so. Alex just wants to go eat barbecue. <laughs> right. He's like. While we do the after show, he's going to be like here with like this giant rib. I can see it now. <laughs> Flintstone bones. <laughs> I, I will say it's it's kind of interesting that we haven't heard of a launch date yet. And and, and I say this with, with reservation because BlackBerry does BlackBerry. You know, they launch classic like the middle of December. So, uh, you know, they can do whatever they want. This fall is this fall for them. Give give the people who you have supporting these devices a heads up so they can plan. Definitely be respectful of, of your supporters' time because that's that's a huge piece that BlackBerry needs to get right so that this thing can be marketed and really make sure that it's done well. So that's my closing comments, guys. Just BlackBerry, let us know. Don't leave us in the dark. I actually have one quick question to you guys. Uh, do you think if they if they provided a trade-in program for previous BlackBerry 10 users, do you think it would have an effect on people picking up the new Priv? Absolutely. Yeah. And I and but I say why this would they want why would they want the devices? Like trade-up program is like 
at least they can resell them, but I think that would be such a difficult thing. Well, like, they, it would hurt them. To keep no, I don't, I don't think so, Alex. I mean, I, exactly what Brandon's about to say, to keep people there. If you look at migrating your base over and getting them to buy a new device, it's the best way to do it. If you look at the overall sales of BlackBerry 10 devices, the best year they had was the first quarter when they launched Z10 Q10. And why? Because they had a trade-in program for legacy devices to come over. So I think that same thing can work very well here. Even doing a care package where I just pay BlackBerry monthly, I would do that. Short yeah. term, short term, I don't think it would be financially responsible, but long term, yeah. it would probably be financially responsible for them. You're, Alex, I get what you're saying. You're, you're basically thinking of it from a financial perspective and investor relations sort of side because John Chen wants money. You know, no doubt about it. John Chen just wants to collect some money and show some profit. However, from the user side of the situation, if you want people to go ahead and get this device and you want them to be attracted to the BlackBerry brand and you want them on Android ecosystem in any sort of way, then you should definitely offer an upgrade program to get these people transitioned. Well, I, um, I, I just mean like, okay, so obviously Apple does it, but they get, you know, in exchange, they'll get five S's, they'll get fives, and then they can go and resell those and actually make decent money for them. Whereas you have like BlackBerry 10, if they start backing off on BlackBerry 10 and a bunch of people hand in their passports or their Z30s, then like what are they going to do with them? Uh, see, I, I would only offer it up to the Z30. Like newer okay. devices, the classic passport would not be available for that kind Absolutely. of level. Z10, Q10? Alex. Q10, Q5, Z3, yeah, all those. Alex, it's way different for Apple. It's a completely different thing for Apple because for them, it's not so much about getting that hardware that they can resell. I'm sure they can resell it. But the main thing is keeping people on their, uh, on their ecosystem, and they have so many things that they can charge people for that people will purchase. Like every app that somebody purchases on iTunes is money in the bank for Apple, right? Uh, any song that they purchase through iTunes is money in the bank for, for Apple and a whole bunch of other stuff, like extra warranty, all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it's completely different comparing Apple to BlackBerry in this situation. Although, not, apples to, not apples to apples, bro. Uh, apples to BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah. Drop, drop some mic that he didn't actually have on this podcast. But we'll, we'll close with that, guys. Brandon, Blaze, and Alex, always love having you guys on, letting us decompress the week. We will be doing our after show shortly after this, so those of you who are interested in the after show, we will have that uploaded for you tomorrow morning. Otherwise, guys, take care. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. guys take care. Again. Peace. And, yeah, Alex, I'm going to try to...